0: Welcome back to the Anthony Murphy podcast. Today on the show, we are talking to Lewis, the founder of Boost Media Agency, and we are talking to Lewis about all things PR, public relations. So, Lewis founded his own agency and PR is what he does best. We talk to him about what PR can do for you and your business or your personal brand. We talk to him about how he started his agency and what he offers to the market. We also touch on a few do's and don'ts in regards to PR and how you can best get in touch with Lewis moving forward. So stay tuned. That episode is coming up next. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Boost Media Agency is your company, mate. It's awesome to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, Anthony, thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure, I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, mate, um, if uh, anybody who follows you will know that uh, you're a big fan of uh, the uh, that, that game they call golf. Um, so mate, uh, tell us about golf first and foremost. Well, I, uh, where'd you get into golf? And um, I think you're pretty handy with a, with a golf club if I'm not wrong.
1: Yeah, so I actually got started. My dad played like his whole life and so I, I actually caddied for him when I was like nine, 10 years old. He paid me $10 to walk around with him um, and just take his clubs. He got me my first ever golf club, which was a nine iron. Um, I didn't actually actually start playing until I was about 15. So like okay. year, year nine, year eight. But anyway, I got pretty good pretty quick. I was playing AFL cricket and golf. And then it's like, you know what? I'm the best at golf out of all three sports. So I'm just going to go full time at that. Well, well no. at least go, go hard at that. Then, yeah, I ended up going to college over in America for a couple of years. So I played nice. um, in Kansas and then at a school in Ohio, um, came back to Australia. I was wanted to turn professional, but I had this moment. I can remember it so clearly. It was at the Junes Golf Club um, in Victoria. So second hole there. I remember just like looking around and thinking, God, if I try to turn pro, the next four years of my life is going to be battling around average golf courses, literally being broke. I think it was at that moment I kind of changed my mind about like, I didn't want to play professional golf anymore. I just, it just didn't feel right. Had a quarter life crisis, but I mean, golf has shaped me into the person I am today. And as you probably know, when you play sport at like a high level, it requires like discipline, patience, hard work. And so for me, it was like super easy just to kind of translate that into business. I just, you know, took all the same skills and, you know, character traits. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it it kind of helped me. get off the ground quicker, if that makes
0: sense. Awesome, mate. So good, so good. And um, to add a little bit of context to, uh, to everybody who's tuning in and listening in, watching in, um, you own, you founded and, uh, and run Boost Media Agency, which is essentially how we both connected uh, several months ago now. Um, but, mate, um, Boost is in the PR world. Um, and, obviously, you have uh, your specialties in that area. Um, again, yeah, that's how we connected and uh, mate, can you tell us how you um, how you formed the agency? Where'd all that sort of start?
1: Good question. I got into it through one of my good friends. He we grew up together in Canberra. He moved to Canada and started doing all this stuff online. And one of the things that he got into was like building sales teams. So you know he'd recruit sales reps and like plug them into companies to essentially scale them up. And so he he said, "Look, I got this super cool opportunity. You know, you've got the kind of demeanor and personality to get into this kind of thing." So long story short, I started working in remote sales for a company doing a similar thing based in the US. Um, Mm -hmm. But after like a month or two, I really didn't vibe with the guy who ran the business. He just, he left me in some awkward positions with the clients that I brought to him. Um, So that was kind of like, we. well, fortunately he didn't give me any kind of contract. There was no non-competes. And I was like, you know what? I, I learned his whole business inside and out. Like we had access to everything. And I was like, well, he's in the US, I'm in Australia. What's you gonna do? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Decided to start Boost, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great ride ever since.
0: Awesome, mate. Awesome. And how long has the company been around?
1: So about since February slash March, uh, twenty twenty. So yeah, we're knocking on the door of like eighteen months, two years. So good.
0: Yeah, and no, awesome, mate. Awesome. Um, and yeah, again, like obviously that's how we connected. Um, you know, we connected, and you've assisted us with some PR for our agency, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, and it was something that it's funny how the universe works sometimes, right? Because uh, it was something that's been on, had been on my radar. And I mean, we're we're going back probably 12 months ago now. Um, But it was something that was on my radar um, as needing to be something that we looked at um, from our own marketing, Um, you know, getting into that PR space. Obviously, we're heavy in digital and social, um, but tapping into PR um, was something that was definitely sort of at the forefront. And then all of a sudden, I get an email from you and it's just like, yeah, it was meant to be. It's, it's funny, it's happened. That sort of scenario has happened quite a few times sort of along the, the four or five year journey that we've had with Attention Media so far where, yeah, all of a sudden these opportunities just land in your inbox or, you know, connections are made and then all of a sudden something really good happens. So that's exactly what happened for us. Um, and we had a great experience from that as well. Like, you know, we've picked up two clients from that one article essentially um, plus, had lots of other leads come from it as well. So, you know, it, it worked. It's awesome. It's uh, it's well and truly, um, you know, it's been a great use case for us. And uh, hence why I wanted to get you on the show, mate, and talk more about PR and and all of that goodness. So, um, yeah, excited to sort of dive into that. So, talk to us, mate. <laughs> no, go. <laughs> Mate, uh, right time, right place, and uh, yes, that's that's it was it was fantastic timing. It was fantastic timing, uh, mate. So in in regards to that, let's talk PR. Um, you know, if you know, if let's just sort of start back. You know, what is PR? What are the origins? What does it sort of look like? Um, and you know, what is it that you or Boost Media Agency offers to the market?
1: Yeah, so I guess in its simplest form, public relations is simply how your business and brand is presented to the market. We like to do that through leveraging the media. Um, And so we're taking the company in a little bit of a different direction now. So we've worked with a lot of clients in a lot of different industries and I just kind of wanted to innovate and like see how we can add more value. So one of the, I guess, what it's not becoming a personal branding agency, but I like to really emphasize the fact that PR is like a huge part of building a brand online. Like everyone's kind of, you know, marketing and like, you know, yelling to the world, right? It's like, we want to help them cut through the noise and build a brand that really stands out authentically. And so I kind of look at it as there's like three core pillars to a brand of well, a personal brand. It's public relations, podcasting, and just overall your branding. So you know, really, things like really- this are great because we can get on here and chat and offer value. And ultimately we just work to like position people as a respected expert in their field and give them the credibility and ultimately recognition that they, they deserve as well.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, um, there's probably, and it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this as well, but like a lot of industries where PR isn't really a thing, but it, it should be. Um, um, and it, especially for us, like again, like, you know, three to four years into starting an agency, having a small team, trying to, you know, make our mark in the industry, um, you know, increase our market share, all those good things, um, but again, PR is one of those things that we just didn't make enough of a priority in the early days and I think again you know as you mentioned before, it, it's such a um, it's such a vital piece of like building your brand and, and having authority in the marketplace um, and you know for us it's you know really super clear now that that's definitely a key piece of our marketing strategy moving forward right um, But even for myself personally, right for, um, for me, you know my my personal brand has been, you know, it was the foundations of our agency, right? Like it's, it was, it all started out with me, and it kind of grew from there, and then became a, co- a company, and so on and so forth. And that's something that I'm definitely placing much more focus on now, moving forward as well into the future. Is getting back to building my brand from a, um, you know, it's a, it's a lead generation strategy, right? It's it's a it's a network building strategy it's it's um it's making connections it's you know business development essentially um and PR is going to play you know important role in that as well because it it establishes you as an authority in the marketplace um you know it it allows you to raise a flag essentially um and it also forms you know lead generation as well like we've had clients come from it so um would you agree with all that
1: yeah 100% like I really like to always look at what you know, the top people in whatever industry are doing it and kind of model that. And it's, it's become abundantly clear that so many people are just leveraging their personal brands for all their business. Like, you know, 90% of our business comes through my own personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. Except finding my Instagram got deactivated on Monday. So I'm going to have to go through some, some loopholes and try and get that back. I've heard so many people, like yeah, through my friends here, got their accounts just like, Yeah, I'll tell you later. I'll explain it later. It's like a complicated situation, but-
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I realized that before. I tried to look up your Instagram earlier this morning and it wasn't there. So I was like, what's going on? But anyway, yeah. Back to PR.
1: (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely um, a key part of the big players strategy. Um, And yeah, that's just kind of what we want to bring and like bridge the gap for, you know, smaller to medium businesses and personal brands that aren't getting, you know, their door knocked on by the media and the news and podcasts and just really essentially facilitate for them to kind of fast track it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, um, you know, a really good piece of advice, I think, I can't remember whether it was from Jack DeLosa, but, you know, somebody um, sort of in that space saying that, um, you know, you need to, even if you're a small business or a startup, um, you need to act like a big business, right? Um, you know, you need to have that mentality of doing things properly, um, you know, and, competing with the the bigger end of town, right? And, you know, PR obviously forms a big part of that. So there's no reason why. Um, And obviously your agency is a perfect example that, you know, there is a need in the marketplace um, for SMEs, for sole traders, for coaches, whoever it might be to, again, have some form of, you know, PR strategy in place. Um, Who do you feel like... um, who is sort of your target market with Boost? Do you sort of, are you focusing on people more with personal brands or, or are you looking to try and work with corporates? You know, where do you sort of place yourself?
1: That's a good question. I guess we're kind of in a, an interesting period right now where we're sort of transitioning away from just working with, with the businesses. Um, obviously we've worked with a ton of personal brands but I really mm-hmm. wanna just help people build their personal brands. So whether they're like a CEO of a big company, like i actually had a call this morning with a mortgage broker and he was telling me he's like look we have 30 brokers right and they have no idea what they're doing on social media right he goes some of them put in some effort and he even gave this example of this one guy right who's a terrible mortgage broker terrible he said but this guy is so good at personal branding himself he gets so much business just by giving out content and value Mm -hmm. and then he just has a team that takes care of the actual mortgage broking stuff. So like, <laughs> this guy's cool. killing it. and yes. you know, He doesn't do any of the work because he's just building a personal brand. So, yeah, it's there's a there's a, that really shifted my my like mindset on it today too. I'm like, there's a huge market of people who are in these like you know sort of older industries, not like brand new and flashy like digital marketing and stuff, but like yeah. mortgage brokers, finance stuff where they just don't yeah. know how to build a brand. So like guiding them through that and you know mm. helping them attract more clients.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think at the end of the day, like that sort of ties perfectly into that whole ethos of, you know, people need to know, like, and trust you before they're going to do business with you, right? Um, so obviously that's the beauty of social media, for example, is because that it gives people, um, you know, that real-time, raw, authentic um uh, you know, way to connect with you and, and learn more about someone, listen to them speak, watch their videos, all that sort of stuff. And over time, you sort of you, know, you build that familiarity. Um, and, and PR is very similar where, you know, you're getting to um, share stories, you know, give context to what, you know, the brand or the business does, um, you know, give a more in-depth explanation into who individuals are, like we just mentioned. Um, so, yeah, again, it's just about... Um, yeah, marketing in general hey it's it all comes down to distribution and building an audience right um, and obviously PR you know f- fits that perfectly as well.
1: Yeah definitely and just one thing to add on to that is that like I always give the example of if I'm doing if I'm getting a message from a business Instagram page right versus a person I'm always going to want to respond to the person because it feels more there's a more of a connection with that mm-hmm. human interaction so that's that's really what I kind of emphasize as well it's like we want to not just brand the business, but, you know, brand yourself as the face of that business.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. And you have, um, you know, you have really, really large brands. Like, you know, we can think of, you know, multiple, uh, you know, really well-known brands across the world. Um, But again, like if you had, uh, you know, if you had the choice to connect with the businesses social media accounts, as opposed to talking to somebody inside the business, you would generally always go to the person inside the business because there's that human connection element, right? So um, not to say that obviously, you know, brand is really, really important, but it's that, you know, it's just a human trait, isn't it? It's it's connecting with another human being, which makes it so powerful. So that's awesome.
1: Correct. Elon Musk, great example of that.
0: 100%. Exactly. Everybody loves Tesla, but gee, if you had the chance to uh, tweet back and forth with Elon, you'd take that every day of the week. (laughs) Mate, so for anybody who is interested in, you know, looking at their own PR strategy, right, and getting a little bit more serious about it, what is what is the process like? Like on a sort of a step-by-step breakdown, um, if somebody was to look at engaging yourself and boost media agency, what does that process look like?
1: Yeah, so I guess we just have an initial consultation just to learn about the goals, um, what you're kind of looking to get out of it, target audience, And also just like uh, keywords and uh, SEO sort of strategy behind the articles. So like, we haven't really touched on it, but what I really value in PR as well is like the fact that you can rank an article in Google for like, you know, we have the the leverage to to get the number one result for a certain search. term. so it's kind of like, there was an unfair advantage in that sense. Like I write a bunch of articles just to purely, you know, serve our purpose of generating more leads and you know it's nothing crazy but i just get like maybe two or three sometimes like five people just randomly book a call because they found something of ours like in mm. the internet um but yeah so i guess we just kind of like to see where they're at see what they're looking for and then yeah come up with a game plan whether they're just after some media exposure or like a full kind of personal brand revamp um yeah it's all it's all pretty customized
0: yeah, yeah, I love that. And that's a really good point as well. It's not just, um, you know, an article that goes on to, um, you know, a- another website. It's all of that other marketing goodness that comes with it, right? Because that article is being published on a website that has high domain authority, lots of traffic, um, you know, the backlinks to your website, obviously, you know, in terms of organic search and SEO and all that sort of stuff. Like there's all those added benefits as well, not just obviously what you get purely from the exposure from the, from the PR article as well.
1: Correct. I. This is how I explain it. There's three pillars to it, right? There's one, the exposure on the website. Mm-hmm. Two, how you leverage in your own marketing and your own social medias. And then three, the keywords that we can rank them for so that it's like, you know, you've got these three factors, three pillars of it that can really amplify that one piece of content. Um, and just, it's not like you're paying $50, $100, whatever, to Facebook a day to, you know, keep the ads running. Or even yeah. Google for, you know, $5 a click, whatever they're charging these days, right? It's like, mm-hmm. have this piece of content that can rank at the top or ever. So it's it's super powerful in that sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. And it was a really, really um, frictionless process as well when, uh, when we worked with you. Because like you said, it was a, you know, there was a it was customised for for us and the piece that was being written. So obviously, you know, we had conversations um, in terms of, you know, the strategy of the piece and then literally you guys do all the heavy lifting from there, right? Like you wrote the article, um, we get to review it, we get to, you know, uh, approve it. Um, You also came up with, uh, and developed images and stuff that we could share on socials when that piece got published. Um, and it was just a frictionless process from start to end. So if there's anybody out there thinking about PR, it's definitely, uh, you know, it might seem overwhelming at the start. But like, you know, that's where obviously you come into play. And that's the, the value that Boost Media Agency provides is that you can take it from start to finish um, you can you know, have that initial meeting to talk strategy. And then from there, it's a very frictionless process with all the benefits at the end.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And we we, we essentially aim to make our whole services done for you. So literally once you complete our onboarding form, like you don't have to do anything. You just sit mm-hmm. down and wait for it all to happen, which is great. Um, yeah. Because like, as a business owner doing their own PR, like I've had hundreds of conversations this year of people saying like, you know, either they, you know, paid a ridiculous amount to another company, didn't really get anything, or they've spent, you know, five, 10 hours a week trying to find a journalist, connect with them, send them a pitch. And it's just like, you know, the journalists get hundreds of pitches a week. So it's kind of like, you got to be able to get the the content on the desks so that call the shots. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, you're just knocking on. Yeah, you're not.
0: Knocking- yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that also sort of that point there um, comes back to a piece of advice I got uh, from my business advisor in saying, you know, you need to, uh, as a business owner, you need to ask yourself who, not how, right? And that that point exactly there, instead of trying to, you know, understand how to write a PR article, how to get it in front of the right journal, how to get it picked up and published, it's the question is who? Because as a business owner, um, depending on what stage of business you're in, but pretty much any time, um, trying to figure out PR, doing it all yourself, um, is spending a whole lot of time on something that, there are specialists out there to do that for you um, and we'll be able to do it much faster, much better um, and you know, you'll get much better results from it. So it always takes me back. Always think about you know, asking who, not how.
1: Someone recommended me that book last week. So I'm, I'm meaning to check that out.
0: Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good. Mate, um, do you have some, you know, speaking of doing PR, are there some do's and don'ts when it comes to PR? Um, and again, obviously if somebody to work with, was to work with yourself, it's not necessarily something that they would have to worry about, obviously. Uh, but just to wrap some more context around it, if somebody is trying to do it themselves or is new to the space, are there some do's, are there some don'ts?
1: Yeah, I would always just say be authentic. Um, that's, simple uh, it's kind of like a number one rule in social media and online <clears throat> i mean there's a lot of people who are you know it's kind of inauthentic and fake and whatnot so i always just say be authentic and you know another point is really leveraging your story stories mm. are the most powerful form of communication and what we really want to get out there is not just like some fancy editorial piece saying how good you are but like really telling a story so you connect with people on an emotional level um yeah yeah. I definitely think authenticity and storytelling are key um, in terms of don'ts. Yeah. Don't, don't do the opposite to that basically. Don't, <laughs> exactly. don't lie. Don't, you know, there's people, you know what the online marketing world is like, people have a, like a 3k day and then they put a seven figure entrepreneur in their bio and you know, there's, there's yeah. a lot of smoke and mirrors there. So it's like, yeah, don't, don't so. be that guy. Essentially. That's the only don't.
0: Love it. Good piece of advice. Good piece of advice. Um, mate, You know, talking about marketing in particular, what is your take on, like, the current marketing landscape um, across all areas, like, you know, PR, social, paid, all the different aspects? Um, Where do you think, you know, where do you think we're sitting in terms of the current digital landscape? Are there any particular trends that you're kind of watching, predicting? Um, Is there anything that people are doing on a day-to-day basis that, you know, it's just not working anymore. Like what are your thoughts on what's happening in, uh, in the marketing space in general?
1: Yeah, I guess it depends where you look. Obviously like I think Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn are all amazing tools, but they also have a completely different purpose and audience. Like, I mean, I look at Facebook as kind of the lowest end of the spectrum. You've got all like the marketers and coaches trying to get them to each other's courses and stuff. Hmm. I really see LinkedIn as like the gold mine of all of them. Um, The sales navigator tool on LinkedIn is like one of the most powerful business tools in terms of connecting with the people you want to connect with. Um, Yeah, in terms of like direct response stuff, I think like LinkedIn and Instagram are definitely the best. Just in terms of like trends in general, um, kind of how I mentioned stories before, a lot of people are really leveraging stories in their content, in their copywriting, um, Mm -hmm. because I think in the last three to five years, people have really caught on to that idea. Um, it's an it's an easy way to like invoke emotion, um,
0: and 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 it's it's authentic as well, though, isn't it? Like you, if you're telling your story, you're not trying to fabricate something. You're just telling your story, so it just it's a, it's authentic. It just comes back to that authenticity piece.
1: Exactly, it gets gets the connection going, gets people to understand you, and yeah, really build a relationship. Mm,
0: yeah, I love that, love that. Um, in terms of you know, in terms of your industry, you were talking, you're saying LinkedIn Navigator, really, really effective. Um, I feel like depending on what industry you're in, that's definitely a really underutilized tool as well. So what sort of makes, what makes it effective in in your case?
1: Well, I mean, you go onto any platform and, you know, it's, it can be hard to find the right people. Whereas Sales Navigator, let's say that I wanted to only work with, you know, CEOs that are in a company from one to 10 people, living in ohio in the united states in the technology and finance sector right mm-hmm. i can i can make the search that specific and it will only show me the results that match for that yeah. so if you if you understand your avatar and know who you, who your audience is it's like the most simple tool to be able to get in contact with them rather than spend you know hours trying to manually find it it just does the heavy lifting for you
0: yeah yeah love that love that mate um one thing that I did want to ask before, again, just to add a little bit more context to the whole PR piece is what are the, you know, can you tell us about some of the the connections and, you know, the places where the publications where your pieces um, do get published? Like if somebody was to have a piece, have an article written, um, and that's going to be published, what sort of, like, where is that going to show up? What sort of publications are we talking about here?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we have access to probably close to 50 different publications now in, you know, we we do stuff outside our typical services for some clients, just depending on, you know, yep. their story and if we think we can land them. Um but yeah, I mean platforms like Forbes magazine, entrepreneur, um, Yahoo, all the way down to like some smaller, more local ones. But yeah, I mean, those are kind of the big three that everyone sort of wants. Um but yep. yeah, it's there's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I suppose like and the point there as well is like, you know, there's a lot of um versatility or options i suppose in terms of regardless of what industry you're in chances are there is going to be a publication that is going to suit um you know to take on an article um, in your industry effectively so there's um, plenty of options out there
1: correct and the way that we're structuring things now where we're going to kind of incorporate our you know guaranteed service model into some more i guess what i call traditional sort of pitch pr yeah uh, just because we're taking on clients in different industries and we really want to work with them long term so it's kind of about really getting them in the the right places the right podcasts yeah. um so kind of expanding what we're doing so yeah we're pretty much in the first month of like beta testing it's all going really good um so we've just awesome. got to keep keep the ball rolling there
0: so good mate so good love that um a few a couple more personal questions um and this is more around um yourself obviously with the company now heading towards sort of you know 2 years in operation Do you have any advice for other business owners listening in, in terms of, you know, whether it's running a business or, you know, being a high performer, um, you know, reaching goals, all that sort of stuff. Is there any sort of advice that you can share with people on, you know, what sort of worked for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, it's just about like good habits. So I always wake up early, have a really solid morning routine. that I do every weekday um, just to really get me prepped and ready for the day. And obviously planning the day is super key time blocking, um, you know, it's kind of business and, uh, you know, time, time management one-on-one, but it's, it's like anything, like if you master the fundamentals, then you're going to be fine. And just in terms of like actual business advice, the best advice I ever got, and you probably heard the same thing, but it's like literally just worry about getting that sale in the door. Mm -hmm. Like when you're starting out, people are like, Oh, I've got to design a fancy website. I've got to get my marketing, all these posts, copyright. like you can sell before you've got any of that. And that was like one thing that my first mentor taught me. He's like, he saw me doing all this other stuff. He goes, dude, please, like, I beg you, stop doing all that. Go and prospect, go and talk to people, connect with them and see if they want to buy your service because until they've bought your service, you don't know if it's like a, you know, it's not validated you yet. You don't so, have a business, yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct. So I think anyone who's like starting out is just like spend most of your time generating leads and then, you know, spend the other 20% of the time you know, building the business, doing the the branding. It's all, it's all super important. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I see too many people who just think a shiny website's going to just do the trick. And yeah.
0: it's so true, Matt. And I, uh, different mentor, I'm sure, but I had the exact same advice where it was like, you just need to spend your time. Um, and you know, this is when we're a team of three or four at this point as well. And he's like, you just need to spend the majority of your time on sales. He's like, it's, all it just all needs to be revenue generating activities right um and i think again perhaps this was from jack delosha as well but um you know a business that's doing under a million dollars worth of a year needs to spend 80 percent of their time on sales and marketing um and the other 20 percent of the time on the other stuff the the logo designs all that sort of stuff again it doesn't Um, bring money in the door you need to be making those connections and bringing sales in so um, yeah super important and it's a a very important lesson because at the end of the day I think we can both agree that for most businesses that don't succeed generally the problem is cash flow it's sales it's just it's that oxygen that a business needs Um, and at the end of the day that just comes down to there wasn't enough focus on those revenue generating activities
1: correct and to an outsider's perspective it can sound a little bit I mean, shallow, if you will, for like, oh, you just got to get the money. But like, it's all about, you know, if you don't have sales, you don't have a business, you can't pay your staff, you can't pay your overhead. So it's, yeah, it's just one of those things that it is the oxygen of the business.
0: 100%, 100%. And I like your point there as well. Like it it can sound not quite right but again like you know anybody who's sort of in business and, and has values and is selling ethically um you know uh, it, that's not a problem it's it's about um you know providing your solution to the marketplace and just doing that in a way that is sustainable and is going to uh, you know help you grow your business long term because otherwise um you yeah, <laughs> know the future's not too bright Mates, how can people best get in touch with yourself? Um, I'm sure there'll be a number of people who are thinking about PR and just need that extra little push. Um, And hopefully this podcast is that push. So how can people connect with yourself, man?
1: Yeah, normally I would say get in touch with me on Instagram, but for now that's on hold. Um, So yeah, you can reach me, just connect with us at boostmediaagency.com or you can find us on Instagram, boostmedia underscore agency. Um, Yeah, just shoot us a message there and one of my team will get in touch and then yeah it'd be great to chat with anyone who is keen on learning about PR
0: awesome mate thank you so much for your time today obviously we'll have all those details in the show notes as normal but uh Lewis thanks so much for your time man
1: thanks Anthony appreciate it mate thanks for having me
0: so that's it for another episode thank you so much for listening I really do appreciate it if you love the show the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review it helps the show grow it helps more people find it and I would really appreciate that Head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy and say g'day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.